0: On Racing HQ, Monday's Experts, studying the form of racing's characters.
1: Hey, got the good see what I... Yes, now time for Monday's
0: Monday. Experts on, of course, this Monday in... You might hear that background noise. I am live at the Inglis Easter Yearling Sales. We're here the next couple of days with Sky Sports Radio. And if you're listening across our New South Wales racing network, our radio network, you'll know that uh, on Mondays, it's an opportunity for us and Mondays experts to find out about the story behind the name. And if you're listening on podcast, welcome back. Uh, obviously, very, very popular segment. What about this name? We saw it up in lights on the weekend. Brett Robb, we saw... A brilliant performance from a horse called Sizzle Manizzle in the Newhaven Park Country Championship Final. And I'm tipping out a big Saturday night. I'm tipping out a, a bit of a dusty Sunday. But there's no better feeling, I reckon, in the world, Brett, uh, when you can come to Royal can and be a, win a big race like this. Welcome to Monday's Experts, mate.
1: How you going, Dave? Thank you very much, mate. Tell us,
0: firstly, how was the headache yesterday morning,
1: mate? Uh, i still got one, Dave, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, still trying to, trying to get my voice back. But um, no, it was a lot of fun, mate, Real lot of fun.
0: Tell us a bit about your background, mate. Let's go right back to the start because um, obviously there's going to be some people out there that know your story, but there's all going to be people that, you know, have only seen you because of that country championships race and run. Mate, um, your background, where did you grow up?
1: Uh, I grew up in Ningen, born and bred in Ningen. Um It's about two hours west of Dubbo. Um, there's about 3,000 people live there. Um, yeah, look, my old man, he's a Rodney Robb. He was a most people would know him or would have heard of him. Um, he's um, yeah, he's been a racehorse trainer all his life. So look, I um, I was riding horses, you know, when I was in Navi. So I've been around them all my life, and I've yeah. been around horses all, all my life, you know. um, and, um look, yeah, I, was, I wasn't real bright at school, so. When I turned about oh what, thirteen, Dad said, look you're not you're not gonna go any good at school, you might as well learn to work, you know. So look, I started I started breaking in then and breaking horse in, riding track work for him and stuff and um yeah, look I, I left school after year ten, uh, went up to uh cattle property in Queensland, um, called Durham Downs for and Johnny Ferguson was the was the manager there and he had racehorses as well, so I never really got got away from him, you know, when I was up there for three years and, Three years and come home and, um, yeah, started working for dad and breaking in and shoeing and riding track work and stuff like that. And, yeah, about, oh, a bit over two years ago now, um, yeah, dad had, dad had said to me, he said, look, you've, you've learned enough now, you might as well get your own trainer's license, you know, and, and, and have a crack yourself. And, um, yeah, that's when COVID kicked in and, um, I, look, it was, it was getting too hard all the traveling, you know, I was over coming to Dubbo or through Dubbo with all the picnic meet- meetings that were being cancelled, non-tabs and picnics, and that, that was all our, our go out there, you know. So it was getting too hard, so um, I made the move to Dubbo, you know. have been here for about, oh, about two years now, so, yeah, we've we've had a lot of luck and a lot of fun since.
0: Brett, when do you reckon, or how old do you reckon you were when you broke your first horse in? Were you 13?
1: Ah... Uh, yeah, look, I broke a couple of ponies in. I would have been younger, I reckon, Dave. But, um, yeah, I was about 13 to 14. I started, yeah, breaking the, the, the um, young ones in for Dad, yeah.
0: What's it about the horse that you love the most?
1: Um, I'm not sure. I, um, I don't know. I just maybe maybe understand them a bit dave I think I'm I'm not yeah. real sure but um I just I don't know it's it's all I know is I've been around them all my life and um I don't know I always found it a, a, a bit of fun to ride the, the the rough ones and the and the bad ones you know um I thought it a bit of a challenge dave you know and always enjoyed it
0: yeah oh, I mean like, cuz we often say you know a dog's a man's best friend um and obviously you know the you get some people that say oh you know dogs understand you know, humans. I understand their owners, but there's something of, oh, I'm, I find when I talk to people like yourself that have just been around it their whole life, that have grown up, as you said, you're on the back of horses, and when you were in, in, you know, in nappies, probably running around stables and whatnot, that you've just got this unny, uncanny knack. It's almost like you know, you can talk to the horse, and it can talk to you.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I um, I remember when I'd come back from Queensland. Actually, I I, I sat down and I. And I'd sort of had enough for a while, and, and, and um, I was going to get away from the horses. I got a job in the row I was going to get away from, it. And, and Dad actually sat, sat down and had, had a yarn to me, you know, and he said, um, well, my nickname's Snow. He said, Snow, you want, you want to keep at it, you know. He said, um, what, what you've got with horses, you know, n- not many people have, you know, so he said it's, it's one thing you want to stick at it. So I'm not sure what it is, but um, anyway, I enjoy doing it anyway, Dave.
0: What did you want to give it away?
1: um i don't know must i'd always been around them for a while and yeah. I, I don't know i think i think i i never rode a horse for about two days and i was back in the saddle again but um <laughs> i was i wasn't too long away Dave.
0: and and obviously maybe and so how long did you spend working at the railways um i was on there for about uh eight years i think yep
1: um yeah I, it was a good job it was Monday to friday started at seven thirty you know so i could I could ride track work in the morning before I went there and then, you know, we were finished by 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the hour. so I'd done my breakers of an afternoon, you know, and then, and yeah. then went, went to the races of a weekend with Dad. So.
0: Well, and I guess being outside of that, you know, environment, I guess, of, of racing where... Because, I mean, sometimes it feel as though we're in a bit of a bubble in racing, you know, like, like any sort of industry. If you grow up and you live in it and that's what you do, but I guess to get out of that and then meet different people... Um, and work bloody hard too. Um, that would have been a different experience. And then maybe you can bring some of those elements back to the to the racing game and back to your business, which you've now created.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. Um, there was a lot of things I did on the railway that, that helped me. You know, I'm, I was, as I said before, I wasn't real real bright at school, um, so I never got to do it. And on the railway, there's a lot of computer work and paperwork. You know, so. I... Got me head around that a little bit better. So when I didn't get to do it at school, and there's a, a, a lot of that involved in, in the, the racing now. So look, yeah, that, that helped me, and I met some um, good good mates on there. I actually got a got a couple of blokes that are in in racehorses now with me that, were, that I met on the railway, you know. So yeah, no, it, it was a good experience.
0: Any of them in sizzle and nizzle?
1: No, no, no. Those owners are all, all from um, from um, Sydney. Um, they're, they're a great bunch of blokes, you know, like dad actually trained, trained for them. And when I, when I got my trainer's license, they, they went all out and they, they paid $35,000 for a sizzle, manizzle. And I was like, when I was out in England, I was like, oh, geez, you know, this is, this is big, you know, $35,000 for a year. And then I was, I was Mm. stoked, you know, I was, I, I, I treated him like gold, you know, that was a lot of money for me, buying a year for 35, you know, but when I broke him in, I, I always knew he, he had it there, you know, um, I always do he had he could give me a feel of a good horse and yeah I thought he, he would run as a two-year-old when I broke him in but look that didn't happen he was taking a little bit longer for the, the penny to drop and even when I went to Sydney the other day Dave I thought you know I'd, I'd love to meet this this field in six months time because he's you know he's he's still still learning you know the penny still hasn't quite dropped but um look the uh, the way he went the other day I think it's um I think he's most of the way there but um oh look I'll I just, you know, he'd run around out here in Dubbo and, and benchmarked 58s and stuff like that. And, you know, um, it was only only greenness that was getting him, getting him beat in them. And to match that, go against that field down there the other day, it was a, it was a bit of a shock, you know, that, to, to see him win. Um, and probably, you know, I tried him on the wet as a two-year-old and he didn't seem to get through it that good. And I don't know, I went down. I've taken a couple of, you know, wet trackers that have won on the wet out here in the in around Dubbo area and that, and I've taken them down there and they they haven't handled the wet down there. So I was probably just thinking I was going to get the same same result there, you know. But um, look, he, he just ate it up, you know. When they when they jumped and going two hundred metres, I thought oh, he's not getting through it because me and Sam spoke about it. At the start we we're going to try to be in the first four or five, you know. And when he didn't begin and didn't want to race, I was like, oh, he's not getting through the going, you know. And then yeah, come to the. Seven hundred. I seems he he was he was the only one getting through it, you know. And yeah. he um took the run up the inside, Dave. And um at, at the four hundred, me mate um that works for me, Johnny Wilson. He said and goes, "You gonna win this, though? And I was like, "Oh, geez, I don't know. I, I still couldn't believe it. Even when we went up past the post, Dave, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I was like, oh, this is the, the biggest shock, you know."
0: Yeah, you have something on. Did the boys have something on? Surely they backed their horse.
1: They did. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah that's for sure. I didn't. Um, I'm not a fan but... Um, yeah. yeah, the owners all had something
0: on. With I've got to ask you too, Brett. In terms of you know that that performance and that feeling, I mean, it's it's obviously a highlight of your training career. Um, but can you describe the feeling to us? Like you know the the is run. It wasn't just like he got up on the line too. Like he was travelling that last furlong. You knew he was going to win the race. Oh um, yeah. What, what's going? What's going through your mind? What, what's going through your
1: mind? Oh, at the start, I was just so shocked, Dave. You know, because yeah. I, I don't know, because I me, mean, you know, I've been down there a lot of times, and you know, a lot of our horses just can't match them. And me, you know, that I, I was like, when we turned up there, and it was a heavy eight, I was like, oh, you know, heavy eight down here, none of our horses hand, have ever handled. You know, so he's not gonna when he when he couldn't handle a heavy out out at Scone. So I was like, oh, no, we're just we were just happy to be there, Dave. But at at the furlong, when I knew he was going to win, I was like, I, I was just a massive shock, you know. And um, you know, and he he was just powering through it. And at, as at at the furlong, he, all the rest of them were going up and down, and he was he was powering through it, you know. I was like, oh, I don't I don't know. It was it was the best feeling, you know. I, I remember winning the the picnic championship two years ago out at Canambal with On a Promise, and you know that was that was a good feeling. But yeah, winning the 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 final in um. Round week, mate, is a yeah, it's a it's a it's a big thrill.
0: Yeah, and what about uh, obviously Maddie, mate? I mean, she's a big part of your story too, isn't she?
1: Um, yeah, Dave, she she was. Yeah, we started together.
0: Yeah. Um, we had here, but
1: um, yeah, she's um definitely was a lot of help to me, Dave. Um, definitely wouldn't have, wouldn't have done it without her, you know. She she got me on the got me got me going, you know. But um, no, she was a massive help.
0: How did you, How do you assess going forward, mate? Because now you've obviously, I guess, in your own little way, you've 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 climbed Everest. You know, I mean, if you if I'd have said to you last week, this time last week, mate, you'll be winning the country championships, you probably would have said, "Yeah, go and have another one, Stanley." Um, yeah. So now, I mean, now, you know, that obviously the, the class of horse. I mean, that must be satisfying as well. Growing up around horse all your life, knowing that you've got, knowing what type of horse it takes to win these races.
1: Yeah, as I said dear, yeah, like
0: I knew I, I thought the
1: little horse was good enough, but I thought it'd be in six months time. I, I said it would be half a dozen times, Dave. I, I wish I was meeting this field in six months time with this little horse, you know. Yeah. But um yeah, no, nah, look it's, it's it's a big thing. Um um still it's, it, I'm still trying to take it all in, Dave, you know, I still I'm still in shock a bit, you know.
0: How many have you got in you, any stables have you got, mate?
1: Ah, uh, I've got 35 in work. So, i range between 33 horses and 35. I've got 35 in there and a couple of breakers. So. Yep. Um, yeah, we're pretty busy. Um, I've got two different, at Dubbo, I've got two different, um, locations. I've got 25 stables across the road from the race course. Um, it's normally full all, all the time. And then I've got a farm. It's out on the Booth and Bar Road. It's about 5k's out. Um, I keep about 10 to 12 horses in work out there. Um, it's a really good spot you know when i've got horses that are that are gone off a bit you know and i can send them out there for a bit of a freshen up and lead them off the pony for a couple of weeks and they're really big boxes out there horses do really well so i've got sort of most of my older horses out there yep uh, ones that don't sort of need much galloping you know um that's that's a big asset to me it's my, my farm you know how, how how good horses do out there um it's uh peter nester used to own it and cody nester they trained out of there they they trained a lot of winners out of there, so um, yeah, it's um, definitely a big asset to me.
0: We're chatting this morning uh, with Brett Robb, of course. Uh, Brett, the winner there of the Country Championships uh, on the weekend with the Sizzle Manizzle. Mate, I've got to ask you about uh, what you do with this horse now. What's the plan?
1: Uh, well, I was, the plan going down there,
0: I was like, oh, you
1: know, I'll, I'll, let, I'll we'll go around on Saturday and put him out in the paddock and and bring him back, you know. And I thought he's an he's an ideal highway horse. I thought because I thought if he, if he improves a bit after a spell, he'll be he'll, he'll be in the highway up with his eyeballs, you know. But look, I let him out to the off off the truck on Saturday, and he he bounced off there, and he was bucking and kicking, and we got him out this morning. Dave, he's oh, I reckon he's brighter in the eye now than what he was before he went down there. Jeez. So um, he's um he's I don't know. I've, I've got a race picked out at Hawkesbury, I don't know I'd, I there was a bit of talk with the owners whether we put him out and get him back in for the Kosciuszko, Dave um, or i would give him one more run you know, and, and go to the Kosciuszko but um, the, the, the Hawkesbury Guineas um, on the 22nd of April, I'm thinking about taking him there or, or the Tamworth Cup
0: Okay so he could be uh so you've got no obviously you know, concern, I know Tamworth's what 1400 isn't it, but if he won that, would be eligible for the big dance. Do you reckon yeah. he run a mile?
1: I reckon he's looking for a mile. Yeah, Dave OK. Likes it too. Yeah, I really do. Can you
0: imagine but, that? Country championships, big dance. Oh, mate.
1: Yeah. To be honest, I'm, I'm going to see how he is over
0: the next couple of days. So, but yeah. the way,
1: now he, you can nearly send him around again tomorrow.
0: But isn't it nice to be talking about these sort of things, you know? Now, it, it, it's wonderful to come on and have you know big dreams and goals, but you legitimately now have a horse... That you can, you know, you can take places and go. And, and and the thing is, with that field too, you haven't beaten horses that you know are. Um, and we've seen this time in and time again with this country championships race. Now, you haven't just beaten just sort of you know horses that can't go on to other places and progress. Like the the second horse, Telegrapher. You just have to hear the way Cody Morgan talks about him, um, and you know where he wants to take him. You might even end up seeing him in a in a Tamworth Cup as well there might be a bit of a rematch there Matt Kelly the way he talks about I've been trying Ron Stubbs with Bianca Volana so you haven't beaten horses which you know are just your basic country horse and I think that shows just how good this race has come and just how good how good of a standard you need in terms of your country horse to to bring to town to win these races
1: yeah 100% Dave I think um, look having a horse that'll travel too it, it, it helps you know I've seen a a lot of good horses go down to Sydney and can't handle the travelling and, and don't perform. But um, it's always good that you've got one that ticks that box that he, you know he'll travel. And, <clears throat> look, I think, as I said, he's, he's still only a three-year-old. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun with him. Um, as I said, it'd be, it'd be unreal to get him into the big dance.
0: Have you thought about, and there's a couple of texts in the text line, I mean, you're obviously running the show there, but um, there's a couple of texts here. Um, tell Snowy, come up to Grafton. Grafton guineas
1: oh yeah I haven't thought of that actually um yeah I tell you
0: what (laughs) mate you could you could be on the road for forever now this is gold
1: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) all the. but as I said it's wonderful that you can have these sort of chats mate I mean when you're looking for these horses you just said before that you know they paid 35,000 for this horse and you know I, I think we've had a similar conversation when it came to Gallant Star and and obviously, you know, the you know, you've know you got Kerry O'Keefe and, and Mr. England involved there and whatnot. So you've got these nice horses, which, you know, they're, they're, they're paying good money for, in your opinion. Um, does it sort of make you think now that if you're going to continue to buy, you've got, you've got to be buying at a certain price, or do you think you can still get those bargains?
1: Oh, you obviously can. Um,
0: just... Um... Oh look, they only paid thirty
1: thousand for a gallon Star, I reckon that was a you know a real cheap buy, and so it was well now sizzled, you know w- w- was cheap I thought, but uh, look I try not to when I'm buying horses I try not to spend any more than 30,000 out here because we're only racing in the country, and um, I know sometimes if you're gonna if you want to go in to buy a good one now you've you got sort of got to spend 70, 60 to eighty thousand you know to to um to get a good one, and I, I, sometimes I. And I think you're already a long way in. You've got to win, bloody, six races to pay for them, you know, um, unless you can win a, win a
0: country championship.
1: Yeah, I exactly. think myself, I think if you spend around the 20 or 30, you, you can you can fluke a couple.
0: You certainly can. Mate, what are you looking for when you buy these horses as well?
1: Oh, well, I never picked Sizzle Manizzle out. Greg McDonald, is one of the owners. He was the one who picked him out. Um, he does a lot of research, he's, very, he's a very smart man, um, and I just I just trusted his opinion with that, and oh, look, I remember with Gallant Star, David um, David rung me, and I was actually out breaking a horse, and I was in the round yard driving a horse around, and he rings me, and he said, here, have a look at this horse, and anyway, I looked at it, and I rung him back, and I said, no, nah, I, I, I wouldn't be going any more than 20. You know, and he, and he anyway, and I finished with the horse, and he rang me. He said, "I just bought the horse." I said, "Oh yeah, no worries." I said, "What'd you pay?" He said, 30 I said, "Oh jeez you know, um, I was I was a bit nervous then, but um, as it turns out, he's been a really cheap horse,
0: mate. Um, I tell you something: if you could have a conversation with an eighteen-year-old Brett Rob, what would your advice be to him?
1: Um, probably probably what my old man told me when I first got me got me um train trainers license if they're going to go down that road is you know um, yeah, it, it doesn't matter you know long, if you get out of bed and work your horses every day it doesn't matter what you, you, you'll train winners you know um, and I was saying dad that always told me he said take your horses where they can win
0: he said you'll never go broke
1: so I just try and try and do that and um, uh, I haven't gone broke yet
0: <laughs> how's that good horse Gallon star mate because you thought this was that, that was going to be your country championship horse, didn't you?
1: He was, yeah. Another thing, things didn't go to plan there, Dave. Um, we had a couple of setbacks with him, but um, no, I went out and had a look at him in the Spelling paddock the other day, and on Thursday actually. And he, yeah, he, it, it took him a while. He was he was a bit flat for a while in the paddock, but now he's starting to improve now. So um, he'll have another couple of weeks out, another two to three weeks out in the paddock, and I'll get him back in. And um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, he's a lot better this time in.
0: Is the Kosiosko the plan with him? Get him on that's, showcase for that.
1: That'll be the plan, Dave. That's for sure. Um, I just, Dave, just not long left here, and um, yeah, that, that'll be definitely the plan with him.
0: Well, mate, it's exciting. It'll be good to have you back at Royal Randwick, mate. Um, well done uh, on winning that race on uh, Saturday. Great ride by Sam Clipperton. and great to have a yarn to you too, mate. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that would have seen that name in the form guide, seen you pop up talking to Greg Radley on Sky Thurber at Central, but they can just hear a little bit more about you, mate. I think it all helps.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for that, Dave. Really appreciate it.